If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you have a wonderful pregnancy and afterbirth experience. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Well, hello there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Today's episode is short and sweet, and it's a solo episode where I will run you through three things that you can be doing to help you prepare your pelvic floor muscles for birth and recovery. So firstly, we'll chat about what the pelvic floor muscles are. Then we'll dive into three things you might want to consider in the lead up to birth. But as always, the aim of this podcast and everything I do is to help empower you with information to help you feel more confident in your motherhood journey. So I am well aware that many women, firstly, might not have even heard about the pelvic floor area. And if that's you, then that's totally okay. And it's actually really common. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll have more of an understanding. And do scroll back because I have also done other episodes on pelvic floor muscles during pregnancy and that sort of thing. So secondly, I know some women might not want to do what I'm going to talk about or perhaps don't have any time to fit anything extra into their schedule, they're too busy and your to-do list as it stands is already really long. And if that is you too, then that's okay. So what I talk about today, take what resonates with you and let everything else wash over you. And I say this a bit, like everything we talk about inside Fitness Mama with my members in terms of preparing for birth, you know, we talk through perineal massage. I like to liken it to a toolkit. So during labor, you won't necessarily know what sort of tool you might need, but if it's in the toolkit, then you can call upon it if or when you need it. So it's there and available as a resource for you if you want, but you might not use any of the tools in your toolkit, but at least they're there for you. So the reason I share this story is because I remember I was, I just had my baby and I, my first baby. So quite a few years ago now, and I was on the way home from hospital. My husband was driving and I was sitting next to my newborn baby in the back seat. And I'm a bit embarrassed to actually even admit this, but we had to stop at Woolworths on the way home from the hospital because we didn't have enough nappies. Like how ridiculous is that? But anyway, so we stopped at Woolworths and my husband went into the shops to get the newborn nappies and I stayed in the car with my baby and she was lying there peacefully she was sleeping, she was calm, and I know I would have had all the hormonal changes happening in my body, but I burst into tears. It was crazy. It was surreal, like just sitting there, it was silence, me and my baby. Anyway, for some reason, don't ask me why, but I decided to do my first pelvic floor lift. So I, I tried to lift my pelvic floor muscles and I couldn't lift them for the life of me. I didn't even know where they were. It's like that 
muscle, that nerve muscle connection, that brain muscle connection, it had totally gone. It freaked me out. So as a bit of a backstory, during my first pregnancy, my second was a whole different story, but during my first pregnancy, I had relatively breezed through it. I hadn't had any aches or pains. I'd been fit. I'd been healthy. I'd been doing lots of walks. I had been working in a Pilates studio, been doing lots of different Pilates classes, you know, thinking this whole pregnancy gig is easy. Now, as I say, during my second pregnancy, it was a totally different story. And that's for another day. You might've heard about my experience with pelvic girdle pain, but I had gone into my first birth feeling strong, feeling quite active. I felt I had a good baseline knowledge of pelvic floor And I sort of made the assumption that my pelvic floor would be fine. I sort of, I hadn't given it much attention. And so when I was sitting in the car with my newborn baby and I tried to lift my pelvic floor and I felt nothing, not only did I not feel a lift of my pelvic floor, I didn't even know how to lift my pelvic floor. It was a totally bizarre sensation. I won't forget. So as the days went by, I... I did improve and things improved big time. And I went and had a pelvic floor assessment at about the six week mark. But the reason I'm sharing this is because I don't think, hindsight's always a lovely thing, right? And there's no point in cursing ourselves for doing the wrong thing, so to speak. Like we, we don't know what we don't know. And I guess that's the benefit of having podcasts these days is that we, anyway, I'm digressing. So the reason I'm sharing this podcast today is because I think there's, since having my first baby, I've gone on to do pelvic floor at university. Like I've done postgraduate training in pelvic floor rehab as a physiotherapist. So my knowledge has expanded considerably. And this is why I want to share three things that you might want to consider. Again, maybe not, that's fine. But three things I think it would be great to consider if this is for you to help prepare your pelvic floor for birth and beyond so that you don't make the mistake that I did is in terms of sort of ignoring it, you know, out of sight, out of mind, no issues, don't worry about it. Assume you're going to just, everything's going to come back after having a baby. So instead of making a mistake I did, let's talk about those three things for you just so that you're more prepared. And I am a huge believer of the power of being proactive versus being reactive. And, you know, being proactive, it means we can identify any issues early. We can nip them in the bud. We can get onto some treatment options earlier if need be. Like this is the whole reason I developed my program, Fitness Mama. It's because I would see women in the clinic would come and see me time and time again. There's two different types of women, generally speaking. There's those that are coming to see me with issues or concerns, and that's great. They are seeking help. So whether or not that's with aches and pains, pelvic floor concerns, leaking, prolapse, all the rest. Whatever has happened to them has already happened to them and then they come and see me for help, which is great. And then there's another group of women that come and see me at the clinic and this is generally women who come and see me and say, I just want to have an assessment, see where I'm at and see what I can be doing moving forward. So they're being proactive. So perhaps they're being, they're pregnant and they want to come in for a pelvic floor assessment or perhaps they've had their baby and they're coming in for a six-week postnatal check and they're coming to see me in the clinic. The number of times I would see women who were coming in as a result of issues, so reactively, and they would say to me, I wish I had known about this sooner, or I wish I'd done this sooner. Like I've seen the power that proact- 
proactive treatment, proactive knowledge, proactive, like how that knowledge can be so empowering. And this is why I developed Fitness Mama. This is why I created it because I I saw within myself and my own experience, but also all the women that I treat. So (laughs) let's not, I won't keep talking. I said this was going to be a short episode. So what are three things to consider when it comes to your pelvic floor to help your pelvic floor with birth and recovery? Right. So first thing to consider, it's having pelvic floor awareness having that prior knowledge. So what I mean by this is what is your pelvic floor? What is it responsible for? And are there any issues at the moment that perhaps we could get onto before you even have your baby in the first place or get onto as soon as possible if you've already had your baby? So let's run through this quickly. Your pelvic floor muscles are the floor of the pelvis. It forms the base and forms the sling of the pelvis. So they, all these muscles surround all your openings. So you have your urethra at the front, your vagina in the middle, and then your anus at the back. And the pelvic floor muscles have a few different functions, but the main ones are to help you maintain continence. So what I mean by that is they help you to prevent yourself leaking urine, feces, or wind involuntarily. So put it simply, They help to keep you dry when you sneeze or cough or laugh, those sorts of things. Secondly, pelvic floor can help support your organs. And this is to help safeguard you against pelvic organ prolapse. So that can be noted as a vaginal bulge, heaviness, vaginal lump, that pelvic heaviness, dragging, that sort of sensation. So I have got a bit of a pelvic floor checklist, a pelvic floor health checklist that you can head to. It's fitnessmama.com forward slash checklist. It's a free checklist. It's really simple. It's yes, no questions. It will take you literally two minutes to answer. Basically, if you answer yes to any of those questions, I would encourage you to go and see your local women's health physio. But I should just say, even if you don't answer any yes, if you yeses, if you've got any questions or concerns, I can never hesitate. Always go and see your pelvic floor physio, but particularly if you answer yes and you've got concerns. Okay. So we've talked about what they are and what they're responsible for. So they're really to help keep you dry, to help safeguard you against prolapse. So that, just to put this in context, this is so that you feel confident when you're jumping on the trampoline with your kids. This is so that you feel confident running across the road if you need to, without fear of leaking, so that you can be with your friends and have a good old belly laugh and not be worried about leaking. So the pelvic floor awareness, first and foremost, is amazing. I wish they would teach this stuff at high school. Okay, second thing to consider, your pelvic floor exercises. So in real simple terms, we're talking about both strengthening exercises and everything that comes with pelvic floor muscle training. So quick lifts, long holds, strength, endurance, that sort of thing, but also relaxation. So during pregnancy, it's important to have nice strong muscles, but also muscles that can relax. We don't want to just be exercising, you know, like any muscle of the body. There's times when we're upright, we're walking, we're running, our muscles are more active. And then there's times where we're relaxed. We're sitting on the couch watching TV and we should have less muscle tension in our muscles. Same thing with your pelvic floor. So this is where it does become very individualized. So the best thing you could do is have a pelvic floor assessment to really know what your personalized pelvic floor muscle training program is. But if you don't have access to a pelvic floor physio, this is something we also 
I teach inside Fitness Mama. So I talk you through all the different, you know, the quick lifts, the long holds, um, the relaxation, all those different elements of the pelvic floor. And I also teach you how to self-assess a pelvic floor because I know it's not everyone's cup of tea or not everyone wants to go and have an internal vaginal examination or perhaps you can't because you live too far away or there's no pelvic floor physio close to you. So I would always first and foremost encourage that individualized assessment, but that's where an online program might be a benefit if that works for you. So then the third thing to consider is perineal massage. So if you're pregnant, this is something that has been found to potentially reduce your risk of third and fourth degree perineal tears and episiotomy, as well as reducing the chance of ongoing postnatal postpartum perineal pain. So I think perineal massage is one thing where there is some research to show its benefits. And this is something that's generally done at 36 weeks postpartum, generally only done a couple of times a week for five minutes or so. And again, it's not for everyone. So if if you're not sure, please do check with your healthcare provider just to make sure you don't have any medical complications. And this is something I also teach inside Fitness Mama. I'd encourage you not to Google it because when I've looked at it on Google, I can't even get my head around how they would do perineal massage. And personally, I like to call this perineal preparation because you might not want a massage. You might actually not want to pop your thumb or your finger inside your vagina and apply a stretch to the area. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about, I hope that doesn't freak you out. But what I'm just trying to describe is that it's not all about the massage. I personally, the way I teach it, we talk through the relaxation techniques. We talk through what we can do when we feel a stretch in that area. So what we're trying to mimic here really is the crowning of the baby's head. And what generally, like what do you naturally do? If you've got a headache or you're stressed and anxious, what would happen to your head, neck and shoulder muscles? They'd probably tense up. And the same thing can happen in the pelvis. If you're experiencing discomfort or the baby's head's crowning or, you know, that ring of fire that you hear about, your body's natural tendency might be to tense up and sort of resist that sensation. So your pelvic floor muscles might zip up and in, but we're really, we're wanting that lovely opening and that relaxation of the pelvic floor. So we're wanting the gates to open, so to speak, so that the baby's head can come through. And that's where I think it's not just about perineal massage, but there's perineal preparation. And what are some other things we can do to prepare that perineum? And this is where Inside Fitness Mama, I do teach We discuss pushing techniques, we discuss perineal massage, we talk about active birth techniques, relaxation techniques. So the benefit of perineal massage is that there's research to show that it might reduce your risk of third and fourth degree perineal tears and episiotomy and postpartum perineal pain. So we're not saying if you do perineal massage, you won't have any of those issues, but statistically it's helping to reduce your risk. So hopefully that makes sense. So the three things we talked about, firstly, pelvic floor awareness. So head to fitnessmama.com forward slash checklist. If you would like a free checklist that you can complete really quickly, just to give you a bit of a basic awareness of common pelvic health concerns. Secondly, I highly recommend all pregnant women do pelvic floor muscle exercises, which include strengthening and relaxation. The strengthening and the pelvic floor exercises are thought to help with your postnatal recovery. 
And then the pelvic floor relaxation is thought to help with birth. And then the perineal massage. Thirdly, the perineal massage is thought to help reduce your risk of perineal tears and episiotomy and ongoing perineal pain. So that's three quick things for you to consider. If you do need help stepping you along those things and talking you through step-by-step those things and working on them together, then come and join us inside Fitness Mama. It's F-I-T-N-E-S-T-M-A-M-A.com. And there's either a monthly program if you're quite far along in your pregnancy journey, you might just want a monthly program to sort of try it out, no obligation to continue Or you might want to join up for six monthly. If Let's say you're 36 weeks pregnant. You might join up for the six monthly because that will take you through all the childbirth preparation information. And then you can get onto your postnatal exercises to help your recovery. And there's a 12-week return to running program too. So no matter what stage of pregnancy and postpartum you are, the Fitness Mama program takes you through pregnancy and after birth and there's an amazing community inside Fitness Mama 2 with other mums going through exactly the same thing as you. And in this current climate with COVID as it is, home-based workouts is where it's at in my opinion, like from the safety and comfort of your home. So that's it ladies. Come and send me a message on Instagram at Fitness Mama if you found this podcast episode helpful. Thank you for joining me and I look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.